irresponsible, but we're also saying, um, let's be front-footed, do not be afraid, but be front-footed. An email, an encouragement, practical help, being front-footed. And I woke up in the middle of the night this week and God started speaking to me for a couple of hours. And um, I agree with Sam, she was prophesying, it will be said among the nations, God has done great things for us. God has done great things for Italy. God has done great things for France. God has done great things for Australia. Like I believe it's a time to look to God. While many say chaos, the Lord says convergence. This is what the Lord said to me. While many say chaos, we can, I know it's a tough time, but we don't want to just abandon ourselves to the chaos. But God's saying look for the convergence. This, there is a powerful convergence taking place right now. Uh, even in the spiritual world, in terms of a rise in the apostolic and the emergence of the fivefold gifts, doors are opening into nations as never before. There's a rising of David's fallen tabernacle on the earth. We read about that in Acts 15. And there's end times things taking place. Shakings and changes in leadership and governments, wealth transfers and a breakout of supernatural signs and wonders and the glory of God. I believe the spiritual landscape is changing. There's a convergence and an alignment taking place. God says, don't just see chaos, but see the convergence. There are shakings, but also shinings. But his glory is rising. Once again, I had a vision of a tsunami and God said, my wave is coming. My wave is coming. My wave is coming. My wave is coming. God says, do not fear in these times and do not be surprised. Matthew 24 but also be attuned to the doors he is opening. I felt God say the word partnerships in business. He's anointing partnerships and opportunities in business. I even felt him say, you may think you've been set up to help and meet the needs of powerful, massive companies, but in fact, it is I who have set them up, those companies up for you to succeed. It's like, it's like the Lord is about to turn the switch and turn on the tap of a new season of favor, opportunity, inheritance. As I'm saying, we're gonna be real, we're not being stupid. I'm sanitizing my hands all the time. Uh, even when I don't have to, sanitize, sanitize, social distancing. But hey, I believe there is a, a season of opportunity as well that we need to be looking for. I mean, even Sam, the way her job worked out, all the classes at the gym shut down, the gym shut down. And I feel for those people that are out of work and those people taking a hit right now. In fact, all of us are under pressure. But it's amazing how she got this opportunity in admin to work in admin. So even though the class is shut down, she gets an opportunity to work in admin. And it's looking for that convergence, not just the chaos. The Lord started speaking to me about taking land, occupying territory. And he's about to give us a land overflowing with milk and honey. And we can miss that. I mean, I know we need to be informed, but when I turn on the media... Every story is about coronavirus. Like, I know, I know we need to know and be informed, but it's like, it's over the top. Yes. It's like, you just get 24-7 coverage, and not all the news is correct. Like, you get this unbelievably alarmist news at times. I know it's sobering. I know there's some uh, challenging statistics. But it just, if you just fed on that the whole time and just that was your input, you know, it, I think it can affect your mental health, I think, you know. Just negative, negative, negative. And I know, I know, I keep saying, we've got to be real. But we can miss the opportunity. Doors are opening. 
God spoke to me at the start of the year about double doors out of Isaiah 45. New doors and, 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 and doors that have been hard to shift in the past to opening. Isaiah 45. And I thought, God, say I'm about to deliver you from the Egyptians, the Pharaoh, worldly controlling system spirit, and bring you into a land overflowing with milk and honey, the promised land. He spoke to me about not shrinking back once this land opens up, but facing giants. At times it seems overwhelming, but he is with us, with a faith in him and a victory mindset. I was getting the words unprecedented, and you've never been this way before. The Lord also gave me Psalm 16. And, you know, just following on from Mark's talk about boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places. But God's about to shift boundary lines massively and open up extraordinary family inheritance that affects generations. In a time where people are fearful and freaking out about the coronavirus, God is speaking about doors into nations, new doors of opportunity, bringing us into spacious places, unprecedented doors of blessing, wealth transfers, and opening up a massive family inheritances. And that might upset people that I'm speaking like this. It's like, David, come on, be real. Like, you know, just uh, stay quiet and just, you know, don't put your expectations too high. But I just feel a joy. I feel a peace. Um, I know, you know, I read the news as well. And uh, I was in isolation myself. Not that I had coronavirus, but I was in isolation. Actually, mentally, it's quite challenging to be in isolation. Sounds like, yeah, cool holiday, you know, watching Netflix. But actually, <laughs> mentally, it's quite challenging because you're thinking, oh... You know, I hope I don't have got the symptoms and this and that. And I feel for people that have coronavirus, obviously. And it is, yeah, it's challenging in isolation. Um, thank God I don't have any symptoms and I'm out of isolation. But I feel like in any season and this season, the key is the high praises of God and the double-edged sword of declaration and decree as we move into new territories. The Lord is speaking about his blood in these times. And we're going to have communion today for us to apply the blood of the Lamb, even the power of communion, remembering Him and the provision and power of His body and blood. And I believe churches and even families are to share communion together with the appropriate social distancing. <laughs> but God is moving in a time of shaking and a backdrop of chaos and uncertainty. Cities and nations and financial systems and economies and world leaders and people have been shaken. But God is opening up opportunity for this to be our finest hour. As the church, do you believe that? I'm not hyping here. I just really believe we can stay in faith. We can stay in positivity. We, we need to be compassionate, though, to reach out around us as people are really struggling. Um, well, I believe God wants us to occupy and possess a delightful inheritance and to be a blessing to the nations. This is a time to rise and shine, our greatest hour. His glory is rising on us and appearing over us, says in Isaiah. Rise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of God rises on you. I'm expecting a rise in glory. His glory appearing over us. Nations and kings are coming. For us to walk in a kingly anointing with open hands, clean hands, sanitized hands, <laughs> and hands of healing for the nations. And then we see, you know, in Exodus 3, 8, so I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Um, and then we see in Leviticus 20, but I said to you, you will possess their land. I'll give it to you as an inheritance, a land flowing of milk and honey. I am the Lord your God who has set you apart from the nations. And then Psalm 16, which Mark preached on. Lord, you alone are my portion of my cup. You have made my lot secure. 
The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. I think that's the key. Yes. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. I will not be shaken. Everything's shaking around me. Shake, shake. Shaking all over. Whatever. <laughs> It's really hard actually to joke around in a time of coronavirus. You feel bad just joking about anything because it actually is serious. Um, but arise, shine, yeah, as I 60, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. And I really believe that God doesn't want us to be slaves to stress. You know, um, stress in a, a busy world, a pressured world. And I believe there's things we can do with the chaos all around us. The Bible says in Romans 16:20, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is with you. He's a God of peace. And he wants peace for his people. He's the life giver, the peace giver. I don't believe we have to be slaves to stress. Colossians 3:15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace peace is a calling called to peace i'm called to peace i'm not called to chaos and be thankful it says galatians 5:22 tells me peace is a fruit of the spirit so you know when i'm flowing in the spirit the spirit of god is here there should be peace flowing as a fruit of the spirit hebrews 12:14 make every effort to live in peace with everyone even in the supermarket you know when the panic buying it's getting crazy out there. Supermarkets. I've been in the supermarket a few times and normally it's a pretty peaceful experience. You know, they play the music, which makes you buy more. And just waltzing around, you know, listen to like 80s remixes or whatever they're playing. And, uh, but lately it's been like, you can just sense the anxiety in the supermarket. It's crazy. People are charging around with trolleys. I've nearly got taken out a couple of times. Some guy actually rammed the trolley into my hand. It's like, take a chill pill. Like, people, but you can see people are stressed. I can understand why. Um, and um, yeah, but actually God says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy even in this crazy time. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him who cares on him because he cares for you. Psalm 29, 11, we could go on. 1 Peter 3, 9 to 11, Seek peace and pursue it. We actually need to seek peace. So I feel like we don't have to move to the same beat of the drum. We can move to a different beat of the drum. We should be part of the solution. Part of the solution, not part of the problem. And there might be practical things we can do to reach out to people. Obviously, social distancing. Um, <clears throat> but I believe, you know, even the church, there's too many in the, too many in the church that are stressed out or burnt out or anxious. And I feel like God's saying, I don't want you to be a slave to stress. Even in the corporate world, you can be just caught up in stress um, in the church. But we need to see anxiety as a deadly enemy. It's one of the primary ways we can be derailed from destiny. But what concerns me is that most people today accept stress and anxiety as part of a modern lifestyle. It's like, it's accepted. This is part of a modern lifestyle. I'll just, you know take stress on board as just part of modern life. But I, I, I don't feel like we have to do that. I mean, you know, doctors will prescribe you drugs and I, I'm not condemning anyone if you're on antidepressants. But I feel like 
God doesn't want his people slaves to stress and anxiety. Um, I feel like we need to know the reality of, of the God of peace in our lives, Jehovah Shalom. And, you know, it's a real challenge. One of the things God seems to be saying today to the church is fight a war to keep well because we're in it for the long haul. And I feel like um, even God is involved in diet, exercise and things like that. He wants us to be here for the long haul. The devil's agenda is to rob from us, to kill us and destroy us, John 10.10. 10. The devil wants to steal your joy. If he gets your joy, then he will eventually get other areas of your life. And there's a difference between demonic opposition, where the devil brings fear and drives us, and then there's healthy pressure that, that God brings in testings and trials. We need to discern the two and recognize the difference. Is it the devil driving us with demonic oppression? Or is it God, a healthy pressure, where he's transforming us uh, into his image of his son? Um, sometimes we can take our eyes off God and start to worry and become anxious about the things of life. And I think that's part of it. We need to keep our focus on God in these times. Just keep your eyes on God. You ask yourself, am I getting distracted or am I keeping my eyes on God? Um, we are robbed of faith. We are robbed of focus. We are robbed of physical strength and wholeness. Stress is actually draining. And I feel sorry for people that are under stress, but my encouragement is to reach out to God and just receive that peace and live in that peace of God even when things are crazy all around you sometimes peace could be unexplained it's like I have a peace but things are a little bit crazy because there's a peace that comes within from knowing God um, it's not a cop out it's actually how we're designed is to live in, 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 with God and in, in that peace uh, here's just five little uh, things to help when stress comes against us, um, so we can live the wonderful life God has for us. Number one, learn to recognise your tolerance levels. Yeah. You know, we are not invincible. And uh, we're not Superman or Wonder Woman. We need to look after our bodies, the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are in this for the long haul. John Calvin said, those who wear themselves out become their own executioners. And we need to recognise our threshold levels. One uh, Corinthians 9.27 says we need to keep our bodies under observation and subdue them. And God has designed us with warning systems so we can recognise when we're overdoing it. I don't believe anyone's called to burnout. God doesn't drive you to burnout. Jesus even recognised his own threshold levels when he was tidy rested. You know? But if you have you know, symptoms, I'm not a doctor, but... If your muscles are tightening, you've got a racing heart, sweating, blood pressure rising, breathing difficulties, see a doctor. And <laughs> but you could be excessively anxious. This is what the studies show. The studies show that anxiety drains our energy at an amazing rate. People might say, well, it's easy for you, David. Well, look, I'm, I'm compassionate. Someone's feeling anxiety and stress. But I've also faced challenges as well. And the challenge for all of us, if we can encourage each other, is to, part of it is to recognise our tolerance levels. Um, if you always find yourself talking about how exhausted you are, you tend to start getting negative about everything. We need to recognise we've hit a threshold, an emotional threshold, physical threshold. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, our body is a temple and is not our own. Our body belongs to God. 